Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, people? It's Adam Hunter here. I'm here with my man, CB Gold. He's What's back. What's up, guys? I am here. I'm alive. I'm doing okay. Yes. The Greg Wilson's coming in. We got Jessica I on the show. We got Phil Baroni. It's going to be a quite the show. Where is Phil Baroni right now? Uh, probably either at a bar or a strip club. in some chick or pun- punching a rock. Uh, who, who knows what he's doing? However, listen, marijuana is legal. Yes, it is legal in California, and it can be delivered. So why leave your house to get it? Okay, what's the point of that? What's the point of having to leave, going to a whole new? Uh, it's just, it's a pain in the ass. You you order Chinese food, you order delivery, you order uh, you order pizza. Some people order escorts. Marijuana is the same. Okay, I hate getting out of my car, going to a dispensary, finding parking, burning gas. Who knows? And you and you're driving home, and then the cop pulls you over, doesn't know the whatever it is. All of a sudden, you have all this marijuana on you, and you get tested. What a disaster! Okay, don't fall for that. Get it delivered to you. Speedweed will take care of it. Uh, they got the best edibles. They got marijuana. Marijuana. They got CBD. They got vape pens. They got THC sex lube. Okay. Trust me on this one. Uh, it is the way to go. Okay. Speedweed.com. Check them out. Follow them at Speedweed. Mention Roasted and you get uh, $10 off orders of $100 or more, okay? And, uh, and, and, and it's, it's the shit, I'm telling you. Speedweed, they're good people, and they will take care of you. And people need to be taken care of. Also, Santa Cruz Medicinals, okay? They got everything. They got uh, CBD-infused uh, MCT oil. You put it under your tongue, and it provides a potent, fast-acting dose of CBD to help you feel better. Don't waste your money on overpriced, low-quality brands, okay? Rock with a brand you can trust, scmedicinals.com. And they have olive oil. Uh, they have vegetable oil. You can put it in your coffee. You can make any recipe CBD-infused, okay? I use it for pain relief. Okay, I put it in my coffee. I'm telling you. They have all kinds of stuff. Just mention roasted, you get $5 off. Not only that, they, they, have all, they also have a vape pen. The best vape pen you're ever going to see, okay, is their CBD vape pen. Okay, come fully charged, ready to use, take out of the box, and say goodbye to stress. Okay, go to scmedicinals.com. You got to check out their vape pen, okay? Their vape pen, I use it also. You can vape all day long, all right? Uh, they have that. They have that. They also have uh, their um, CBD-infused Brussels sprouts are one of the better things you can put in your body, okay? And <laughs> this, these people roll, all right? SCMedicinals.com, okay? Check them out. All kinds of stuff. They could uh, CBD-infused olive oil. You put it on the Brussels sprouts. They're not going to send you Brussels sprouts. You put the olive oil on the Brussels sprouts. Make your food, okay, feel better. I, I highly recommend this. They got all – I mean, I'm looking at their thing right now. They have a CBD-infused lavender clay mask, okay? Uh, and then you can put it on your face. Uh, your girl needs to look better, okay? Want to feel better? Okay, you put the clay mask on her, and she's hotter. All of a sudden, her skin is better, and, uh, and you're doing it. Okay, they have CBD-infused clay mask. How cool is that? Uh, the Greg Wilson's coming in right now. Uh, I'm looking at they have their – they got – all kinds of stuff. Okay, so check them out. Uh, scmedicinals.com. Mention Roasted. Get that vape pen. 
get that clay mask, get that uh, olive oil, get that vegetable oil, okay? You're going to thank me. You will thank me. The Greg Wilson just walked in. Uh, my man, Greg Wilson. So uh, what's going on? I just got back. Uh, I was actually, I was in town this week uh, doing comedy. I worked for the PFL. Uh, oh, that was, yeah. How'd that go? That was awesome. Me, Alan Jabon came over. We, uh, we yeah. called the fights. Uh, and I'm telling you, PFL is going to be on par with the UFC pretty soon. I know they will. They're doing it right. They're building it right. Is that what you're saying? They're building it right because the best guy wins, uh, and it doesn't matter what you're ranked. Okay, if you win the tournament, you win a million dollars. Okay, and all you got, and you got to win. You got to win two fights during the. You got to score during the, uh, the, the like the before the tournament. You got to get like the, the point system, rounds. right? So you got to get six points for a knockout, blah blah. Then you make the tournament, and then you win. You win three fights, and you win a million dollars. Three fights to win a million bucks. That's pretty great. That's going to attract some talent. Well, if I'm in the UFC or if I'm in Bellator or if I'm in one of the other companies, I'm looking over and I'm seeing, okay, Steven Seiler is fighting Lance Palmer for a million dollars. And I'm like, I think I could beat Steven Seiler or Lance Palmer. I'm going... I'm fighting for 20 and 20 on a, on a UFC fight card. There's a small fraction of people in the UFC that are actually making a million of fights. This is incredibly enticing to anybody in the MMA world. Yeah, and it doesn't matter like how many Twitter followers you have. They don't care. They they look you you get your shot, you win. Okay, it's not all based on money. It's either. not based on it. And so I'm telling you, a lot of guys are going to be coming over. Right now, they have six they have six weight classes right now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, they're going to expand. They're going to have a women's 155. Next year, okay. which I don't know who they're gonna find. They're, I was they, gonna say those are some. That, that's big. One sixty-five. One fifty-five. One fifty-five. Yeah, uh, Kayla Harrison is like she's a two-time gold medalist. We had her on the podcast, so she's like the heavy favorite. But I know Leslie Smith wants to be in it, and I think a lot of one girls that can fight at one forty-five are gonna be like, you know what? I might as well take my shot. Why should I cut I mean, weight? You know, I mean, Kayla Harrison has had three fights. It's, so, it's only ten pounds. You know, there's there's people going up twenty and. In the UFC. I mean, Tanya Evinger walks around like 160. So if I'm Tanya and I'm like, I could fight, I'm ranked number 11 or 12. And I'm like, eh, I could go up to there and fight 55 to fight Kayla Harrison's the number one seed. She's had three fights. Not to mention, she's a great fighter, but she's had three fights. Even their their new names are, are really good. You look at guys like Ray Cooper. Nobody really knew who he was. And all of a sudden he's a world beater now. And everybody's, oh shit, Ray Cooper. Like, yeah, he's so, no name. So Ray Cooper, over the weekend, he knocked out two guys quickly, one of them being Jake Shields. So Jake Shields beat Ray's father back in the day. And I honestly think that was the biggest mistake Jake could have done as far as this tournament goes. Because this guy's Hawaiian. <laughs> and Hawaiians take that shit very personally. Because <laughs> Ray Cooper, before this, was like, I think he has like, like a 10-4 and 4 record, but it was not, I mean, he was. A bit of a journeyman. He was a minus 14, he was a plus 1,400 underdog. Wow. Against Shields? The first fight. Holy Then he God. went to negative 300 favorite. But he was a plus 1,400. I mean, they were giving this guy no fucking chance. Right. Knocks out Jake Shields and then does it again. And, <laughs> and Jake, he probably enjoyed it more the second time. But Jake Shields knows what's going to happen. And Jake Shields is a fucking smart fighter. We're talking about a guy who went five rounds with GSP. Jake Shields beat a lot of guys. A lot. He beat Tyron Woodley. I mean, Jake Shields beat Tyron Woodley. And this dude, Ray Co- I mean, I think Hawaiians just take things very personally. Shout out Robbie Lawler. I think. Well, they yeah. got a lot of pride. A lot of pride. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, I, I didn't realize when I was in Hawaii that, like, every, you know, Americans, 
uh, well, it's Hawaiians are Americans, but we assume like, oh, Hawaiians love being a part of America. No, they don't. <laughs> they do they're, not. They're, they're like no, they hate us. <laughs> yeah. And listen, let me tell you something. As someone who spent time there and actually gotten to know some Hawaiian people, um, if I were Hawaiian, I wouldn't like us either. I mean, they were they were just living out there, enjoying their lives, and then we showed up and we're like, "Oh, this is great! I'm bringing everybody here." Yeah. And guess what? We're gonna no. Now these are our beaches. Get the fuck off. And if it was a war, the and first it, one's being bombed too. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, like, they're, we, they're the ones getting. Like the we missile. just shoved them like, all of their beaches, and they're like, they were just like, nobody can own a beach. There's a beach. Like, no, 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 we own it now. But here's the great part: you can serve us food. Like that's what basically well, has happened. So I mean, I we. You know, I they might like, although they might like being having the U.S. military behind them. I'm too. sure that is the case. I'm sure that, but that is the major advantage. Aside from that, I mean, they, it's, it's basically colonialism. It's basically us showing up, going, "Let us use your fucking island. But, Let us use it well, as a toilet, all we want." And they're just like, "Fuck you." And that's why here. there's local beaches that if you go try to surf them, the locals they don't are, want, get the yeah, fuck dude, out well, of also, here. But it's weird though. You meet, you meet someone who's from Hawaii, right? When I, I, I love Hawaiians, but they're also it's a very they're a very uh, family-oriented culture, and they take things very personally. So if someone yeah. beat up my dad, I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's we're on. And, and and unfortunately, Jake Shields was the guy who it was on. He got fucking steamrolled by this kid Ray Cooper the third. I yeah. think though the 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 lesson here <laughs> is if you're fighting the son of a man you knocked out. Maybe you shouldn't be fighting anymore. Maybe, <laughs> maybe your career ended a few years ago, like that guy's father. Yeah, but he's trying to get a million dollars. You, you know what's funny? No, about he's it? not. He's Jake at Keel. home now. Well, now he is. But Jake Keels needs. <laughs> so, a, you know what it reminds me of? I mean, of? I can understand. He's like, hey, let me buy my lottery ticket, but uh, it does seem like, like no. And that's the thing with this. How thing. does he? How do you bridge that kind? That's, that's a fifteen-year gap. And uh, that's the thing with a lot of uh, former UFC guys. They entered this tournament um guys like uh rick story and jake shields and i think that they well vinnie magalese is on a different level but we'll talk about that for a second but a lot of these guys guys thought they could just steamroll like oh Oh, fuck and rick story found out pretty quickly that was not going to happen um also the guy uh john howard another guy who uh eddie truck gordon a lot of former ufc vets that were looking really good we're having a. They had a tough time. Come in. This, this thing uh, was, somebody's sorry, here. Is this yeah, I, I believe it's the. Is this my wife and kids. Oh, it is! Yay! Yes. Well, listen, you have an extra microphone. Can I be on the podcast today? That uh, actually, mic is not working. Uh, <laughs> no, I swear. <laughs> Uh, that's with my wife. Want, does your wife want to be on the podcast? She keeps wanting to be on the podcast. Why you, do you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> Uh, okay. You know what I think it is? I think your wife should get like a like a three minute segment, three to five minute segment. Well, her and her friends, her and her friends want to do MMA toasted. I was going to say she already coined MMA toasted. Where, where, where they, they they drink wine and talk about fights they haven't seen. <laughs> I say I they do it, and you just insert it here and there. Sure, I think it's I, great. I'm, I'm and that's the it. thing is, she does. She probably does watch all these fights because she's sitting right next to you. That's like Summer, my fiance, knows more about football than she ever wanted to know. Yes. But from sitting next to me watching the games and then listening to me record my little podcast, she knows way more than she ever thought she would know. Mine yeah. too, on yeah. MMA. Like, yeah. she's learning in every, like, few weeks she'll be like are you proud of me for all i've learned i'm like you kind of can't not learn when i'm screaming at the fucking tv all the time 
this is my whole life. Yeah. The Ray Cooper thing, I just want to say really quickly, it makes me think of the Princess Bride with Inigo Montoya. Like, like my name is Inigo Montoya, you kill my father, prepare, prepare to, die. to die. Like, that's ex- literally what it made me, th- like, he beat his dad. Now, that's like, all you're thinking years of, right? of revenge. You're, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're probably fighting your son, maybe you shouldn't be fighting anymore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. That's I mean, Jake Shields more. debuted in the UFC at UFC but, 121, which I think was like 10 years ago or eight, eight, nine years ago now. And it's like, holy shit. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, you know, this thing is, is you know, he's obviously past his prime, but I get it. You know, yeah, you shot at a million bucks. You're still a great fighter. You still know how to fight. You didn't forget how to fight. I think that's, you know? I think a lot of guys overlooked the, um, you know, because there's a lot of these guys from Dagestan and Brazil in this. Yeah. And they're they're 10 and 1, or some of these guys, like, they, they were 6 and 1 in the UFC. Yeah. And I thought they guys thought they were going to be, it was going to be an easier road than it was. It's also interesting in the PFL, during the regular season, like the rematches, a lot of guys are losing the rematches. But we talk about Vinny Magalesh. There's a guy who you, people thought he should hang it up after the Dave Branch fight. He didn't look that great against Matt Hamill. And now all of a sudden, a million dollars on the line, he's knocking everyone out with like head kicks and like flying scissors and like Superman punches. Like, guys are very motivated by this million dollars. No, a million very, dollars is a motivating amount of money. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that's what I did Saturday night. Sort of like the Mega Millions, one point six billion. You guys get your did tickets. Did anyone win last night? Or is I it, think it's tonight. It's tonight. It's tonight. Oh, ooh, we gotta, when, when's the when's the last? At seven p.m. Yeah, his last call. Six fifty. Adam's gonna take a quick break from yeah, the show. Yeah, Greg and so I are gonna hold on. Seven, go to that seven eleven down the street. Like, what would you do? First of all, would you want the lump payout or would you lump want sum? Lump sum. Why? You're still making like four hundred well, million. Well, because the annuity, you know, is based over like I think forty years or something like that. And let's be honest, <laughs> is there anyone here that's going to be around another forty years? Let's get it all right now. Use it to our best advantage now. Especially lump sum on one point six billion is still going to be probably a billion dollars. No, it's you're looking at when it was like eight or nine hundred million. The lump sum was like four hundred fifty million. Still, so you're looking at seven hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, okay, now what would you do with money. that money? Would that would like talk to me? I've already I know decided. exactly what I would do. What's that? I would buy the comedy store and fire everybody. <laughs> 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 and then I'd buy the laugh factory and fire everybody there. Improv, they can hang. Uh, okay. And I'll have their fun too. Okay, so come on. What, what, really, what would you do? That's no, seriously, that's exactly what I would do. You would not do that. Like, don't have to discuss it. That, would take, that would take maximum $50 million. Those, get, those I'm being too loud. I scared the baby. Else. I scared the baby. I'm sorry. Yes, those I, I would That's buy fine. my. Let him go somewhere else. I would buy a plot of land. My girl and I have talked about this. Build our dream home. I would also pay my apartment building to kick out the the tenants above me, and then pay two years of rent for the apartment above me, just so I don't have to hear people stomping on the ground all day. You don't hear, and that's the other thing. I wouldn't fire the comics. I would fire the management. Oh right, right, right. I mean, I would fire half the comics. Maybe we get another job. In two but I mean, I, there's a bunch that I would. I mean, really, my beef isn't with the, the comics. I yeah. love the my problem is with the management, as it is with every club that I don't work at. Uh, Peter, uh, yeah. Uh, Peter Berman had a, had a good thing. He goes, he goes. If I won a million dollars, I would buy. I would go to like the World Series and buy every ticket. And then and then he goes, he goes. And how great would that look on like TV? It's just one guy in the stands, <laughs> just and yelling like, and yelling like you suck. And like a, like a fall ball comes. Like I'll get it later. It. That was like when they had to play that one uh, that one game. Like there was a rainout or something, so they had to play it like. Oh, yeah, no one was there. 
and no one was there because they just replayed it like the next day after like a hurricane. So nobody came to it. So they said it was so weird because you could hear everybody, all the players yelling at each other, like communicating in the outfield and doing all that business, going, hey, you know, go to there, run, I got it. Like all the little things talking to each other at the base. You know, those conversations, you could hear all of that because there was nobody at the game, but it was still televised. It was yeah. a very weird thing. By the way, I've been taking my daughter to wrestling practice. I saw that. She loves it. That was hilarious. She's, she's, she's like walking. She tries to walk. I, I, tell, I tell the kids, every time she cries, you guys owe me sprawls. And then, she's like, <laughs> and then when she's sleeping, I'm like, look how boring you guys are. My kid's sleeping. Like, <laughs> somebody had a funny picture. I was holding her like I, was holding her like I am now. Yeah, like yeah. Her head's on my chest. Someone's like, <laughs> someone says she has horrible underhooks. <laughs> that's very funny that's a good joke uh, I think I scared her though being too no, it's loud okay. it's okay. it's she's good. a little boy um, but she likes wrestling practice yeah, yeah. we put her in, a, in an Iowa cheerleading outfit I saw that yeah, yeah. yeah. it's okay it's, it's okay. so cute it's okay little boobies. Um, I was thinking like what I would do like I don't think honestly like first of all I would make that movie because like I, people update people who want to know about pinned right Here's the update, okay? I came up with an idea for a movie. I wrote the script. I was excited, You'd, like anybody else is when you write a movie. The mm-hmm. second movie I wrote, first one was called Comic Strip, about a comedian who becomes a male stripper, uh, based on some st- stuff I might have known about. Okay, uh, <laughs> but we, we didn't actually make that. So I'm like, all right, I'll make this other movie. So I wrote the script, I was all excited, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do an Indiegogo campaign. Hopefully someone will love wrestling and I'll have an angel investor just give me a million dollars, right? So I hit up everyone in the world I knew, and I raised $12,000, right? So people are kidding me up, where's my fucking movie, right? I gave you $20, where's my movie? Okay, you can't make a movie for, 13, for 12 grand. No, uh, you can't. Not even in today's market. So what I did was I... I, 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 I should I, say, not even with today's technology. I actually, I got it down to a pilot, all right? Uh-huh. A 20-page pilot. And Joey Medina, who I know and I love, he has equipment, he has editing equipment, he has cameras. I saw his pilot, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to shoot this pilot with that money and, as, and then you can watch it, okay? So that's what I'm doing right now. But even the pilot that I wrote would have been more than $12,000 to make it. So now I'm cutting out even more of it. So that's the update of it. I'm working on it, I'm making it. So, that being said, with that, if I won that, I would make that movie. Uh, yeah, for sure. I Absolutely. Would make that movie. I'd probably make a movie or two, too. Yeah, but that's... they'd be porno. Porno? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making, oh, listen, I make 1.6 million bucks. I'm making all my dreams come true. Yeah, I would. that would be one of the first. You know those like... weird Japanese ones when it's like 14 girls, you know, all getting examined by a doctor? That. <laughs> That's what you would do with your money? Who says money can't buy happiness? You're goddamn right. Only it would be like 114 girls. And it would be, <laughs> it would, it would be longer than the Titanic. of Japan. <laughs> Speaking of which... It would be see- a mini-series. It would take multiple nights to watch. Did you see they're going to redo the Titanic and go the, the boat and the course of the boat in 2022? Really? It's going to set sail. Is it with Jada Smith's kid or something? Or yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's not a movie. I'm oh. talking about the actual, they're remaking the actual boat and going the actual course of the original Oh, one. you're saying they're building Yeah, it's going to be a cruise ship and it's going to oh, set okay. sail in 2022. I'm not, I'm not working on that shit. Who the fuck would go on that boat? Not me. Know. I'm not uh, doing it. So, uh, But, um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely, I'd make the wrestling movie um, and then I'd buy a nicer house. But I think I would almost, maybe I'd open up a comedy club yeah, maybe, but I think I would do almost everything that I'm doing right now. Just I wouldn't have to worry 
about rent, you know? It right. Like, yeah. No, and that is, that is the thing. You know, it, it's funny. But I wouldn't give much to anybody. Like, I, I would take care of my family. I, yeah, I was going to say, I was, I'd give my mom $5 million for always taking care of well, the first thing I would do is make sure nobody knew that I won. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah. Then do whatever you can to safeguard that money, try and put it in the safest places you could possibly place it. Which we've seen, there is no real safe place. Well, I, I actually read like an article at Holyfield who went broke, right? And he's like, well, no one teaches you how not to lose $40 million. I'm like... Because that be taught? Like, what? Like, I, like Actually, what? That you say that it's funny. My mom and dad were in Vegas many, many years ago, and they walked by a blackjack table, and Holyfield was standing there playing five hands with a million total on the table. That's how you lose a million dollars. No shit, man. If yeah, you went through five million just playing you know, blackjack. My dad was going to go say what's up, and then he lost all five hands. And my and they were like, all right, we're not gonna bother. He was pissed. And wow. I was like, yeah, oh, that's how he had to take a lot of shots to make that five million. Bucks. He had to lose his ear to make that five yeah, million yeah. dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, well, they say like a good percentage of the people that win the lottery go broke. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, those things, money is is a blessing and a oh, curse. Yeah, it brings so many. First of all, it destroys marriages. You know, it does. No, over and over again, people get the money, and then they're like, you know what? I can live without you, so goodbye. That's just you know? think of your joke. It's a surprise going away party. Yeah. Like, she comes home, yeah, we won the lotto. No, I won the lotto. There's your bags. That wasn't my joke. Whose joke is that? Yeah, you did. No, a, that was a surprise. A, yeah. yeah, surprise going away party. But then, but then going the, lotto, the lotto was someone else's joke. No, but not the lotto. Yeah, I'm just that, saying. The second part is actually someone else's joke. I forgot whose joke that is. Uh, all right, so let's talk about some fights that are going on. Um, some fights uh, this week. Uh, you watched, watched this fight? It's about time UFC came back. Jesus. It's just so weird. They go, well, I was going to say, were there any fight? Oh, Professional Fight League was this, was this that weekend. That was it. That was it. Now, that's on DAZN. Is that what it is? No, no. It's on NBC Sports. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, I wish I'd known no, that because I have that channel. Yeah. I would have recorded it. Bare Knuckles I gotta now start DAZN. Okay. So it's, is it DAZN or DAZN? I, I don't know if it's DAZN. No, I it's on. I, no, it's Bellator's on it. Bare Knuckles on that. Bare yeah, they on signed Bare Knuckles. One of the Bare Knuckles, I think the new one, with oh, okay. Lehman and Baroni, they yeah, signed yeah. it to There was Bare Knuckle last week, Kendall Dezone. Grove lost, which sucks. Oh my God, he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Like like Vanderlei Rampage style, he was laying on the ropes, just done. You gotta be careful when you do this Bare Knuckle boxing. I mean, especially you go up against real boxers, who just do boxing. That's kind of, well, That's why I worry about Sean Merriman. It's like, you know, you're good at tackling people, but there's no takedown. He's been this. training for a while. I'm Merriman. Oh, well, so. and he's, he's counting on power. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, that's it. He's, I don't know why he's, doing he's one of those guys yeah, that, like, that thinks if he can touch you, he'll take you. I and had, that's not not true. I heard from a good friend of mine who's uh, uh, just retired recently, a really good fighter, who said that they were offering him $250,000 to fight Bare Knuckle and a two fifty if he wins. I mean, they're giving that. How are they making a return on that? I'm like, well, where's that money coming from? Well, clearly, that's their investment strategy: is heavy payouts on the front end to get people involved, and hopefully, it builds viewership, and then they make their money back. But their pay per views are what? Twenty bucks. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. That's still that's crazy. I mean, listen, somewhere they mapped it out and put the math up on a PowerPoint, and somebody bought into it. So I saw. I thought the same thing of PFL. I'm like, they're giving a million dollars away in each division. WSOF didn't have a million dollars for their budget for one. But I mean, show. I guess when you're when you're pitching it and you're saying, look at UFC started at this much, yeah. it's now valued at a, over a billion dollars. I mean, that's what they're shooting for. They're like, but, but, they're but, like, look at even Bellator. They're like, it started this. Now it's worth $100 million. So they're like, listen, we get in on this, and your return on investment is potentially, you know, hundredfold. PFL just got Kevin Hart 
Mark. Uh, That's what I saw. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart Anthony. In. Wait a minute. Kevin Hart's gonna fight? No, no. He's no. Oh, yeah. I was like, how bored is he? No, he's pretty. He's pretty jacked up. He is. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why to me it was a plausible idea because I'm like, so he isn't just lifting weights. Like he's been fight training. And I think he is doing a celebrity boxing match. I'm not kidding, but. I used to play basketball with Kevin Hart, Patrice O'Neal, Rich Voss, Colin Quinn back in the day. Like, yeah, yeah, back in New York. They used to call me Open Mike. That was my name. Yeah. Uh, but Kevin Hart was legitimately amazing at basketball. No, he was every year on the celebrity at the NBA All-Star Weekend. He was always like the MVP of the uh, celebrity game. Like if he was bigger. You know, except for like this year, the some girl like schooled him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, it's my last game, guys. Thanks. That's it. I'm done forever. <laughs> he was Rachel, like. Was it Rachel Tamita that schooled him? I forgot who it was. Was, but it was some up-and-coming girl that just came out and, and was just phenomenal. I believe that's what happened. So we, if I remember we, we correctly, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Some like abandoned basketball court. We'd all, all the comics would go from the cellar, and I, I wasn't in the cellar, but I'd hang out there. And then we go there, and there were all these. One time, there were these like shady-looking people there. And then Steve Marshall, who's a comic, goes, "What are we gonna do if they Steve want to fight us? Whip out our tape recorders." Right? <laughs> and then Jim Norton goes, "Press play. They'll run." <laughs> I was like, oh, Got him. That is so funny. That is that is a quick mind right there. So this week, um, Volcon is taking on Anthony Lionheart Smith. That's our boy, Anthony Smith. I think he's gonna win. I know he's uh, gonna win. I think he's gonna win. I think he's got better stand up than Volcon. Volcon. That was a creepy, definitive. I know he's gonna win. <laughs> like you, like you've done some shady shit to make sure already. I know he's going to win. I mean, I have been gone for a little while. I recently, so. I made a small incision into uh, Volcom's testicles. He doesn't realize it, but he's bleeding semen and blood at the same time. Very slow rate. It's a slow drip. It's a very, but he'll be weak. You're be really tired. not supposed to let this information out because I need to continue doing this. By the way, I love like, your new haircut, bro. Thank you. It looks good. Do you? you? I feel like he looks like a villain from like a cartoon. But it fits him. <laughs> By he the is way, a villain from a cartoon. It's like it's like a, he's got a faux hawk with the tops. Uh, What's that? It's, it's, a a, it's a mohawk with the tops tipped out, like they have. Yeah, like, bleach uh, tips. Bleach tips. Uh, I wish I can. I don't, I don't have the hair for that anymore, man. Uh, I enjoy, think you still, actually you have enough hair for that. I don't know, man. I think it just it recedes too much. I'm trying uh, to look like Glenn Plake. Who's that? He's uh, an extreme skier that has a. I think it's like two or. F- Three foot long mohawk in all colors. His wife irons it to keep it straight. How much free time do you have? <laughs> my my dad and mom are like dear Christ. No, my mom and dad are like obsessed a, with Glenn Clay. He's a third tier professional and pro am skier from the Slovakia. No one's heard of him here. American. Nobody knows of him even there. But I follow him because I have that kind of it's fucking like the time. New Warren Miller. <laughs> the fuck, man. So I could get a job. Well, I have man. even more time on my hands now. Speaking of which, Why? what happened? Well, uh, did you lose this? You lost the shop? No, 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 no. What yeah, shop's actually What's doing your well. announcement? I'm officially retired from graphing. <laughs> I guess you wanted funny, so no, it's funny. Uh, a lot of people think it's hard to retire from something that's technically not a career. <laughs> but I did do it for almost no money. For almost six years, and I'm I'm retiring from it. As it also, I'm also retiring from uh, my from blogging. Never did that. Uh, I'm retiring from cafeteria services because I don't do that either. I'm retiring from pickup basketball. <laughs> also retiring from Olympic swimming. I'm retiring from uh, streetcar racing against myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> Four in the morning. I'm retiring from. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm also no longer injuring. I'm retiring from competitive hot dog eating. <laughs> what do you mean you're retiring? I'm done. Well, I'm okay. not doing it anymore. Okay. Was there a big retirement party or like are graphers no, everywhere? Like, did, did, did you hang up your uh, your, your pen? Uh, was it just the restraining orders were just piling up? You're like, I can't get within 500 feet of anyone. He's looking, he's staring from the outside. He's at the casino across the street trying to get autographs. He's trying to catch them when they come out and go to Whataburger at 9 a.m. Dude, I, there was a lot of uh, touring with Piven. I understand. Like, we go to the hotel, and we're like, oh, that's a nice hotel. It's kind of empty. And people just shook, run out of the fucking elevator, like, behind the bar, the bathroom. Will you sign this? Will you sign I'm oh, like, is that oh. right? Yeah, and then I've seen it in the Facebook groups. And they all sell them the next day on Facebook. I've it's, seen yeah. them all on the Facebook groups. I've seen Piven take a few pictures that he wasn't too happy about. Yeah, because One was at the airport when he was like, Dead ass time. Well, and this is what it comes back to. Like, people, you know, they think that celebrities owe them this, and they're just people. In the hotel, in and the elevator. And if you are tired and it's you're worse at the when airport, you get off the plane you at the airport. strangers running up to you and being like, hey, let me get, I mean, no, we, we would people. drive like four hours and they take three flights to get to the hotel to check in, and people pretend that they're like at the ca- at, at the vending machine, and then they come over, hey, will you, will you sign this? Uh, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is, like, this is the world of graphic. And, and they sign things that they sign up. Like business cards that they make up of his character, Ari Gold business cards, like, and have him sign them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wait. So you retired from graphing? Like, has there? Yeah. Sorry. This was. Are we people, are in the middle of a major announcement. Are, 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 is it like people are lowering their flag? Is this a big thing in the, in the graphing community? Do know. people even know really you care did about. it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So people knew you were doing it. Yeah. yeah. Are they going to notice you're missing? <laughs> I mean, the friends that I used to hang out with, yeah. Yeah, you mean the ferns and the ATM Wasn't it a source of income for you, though, also? <laughs> no. You never sold anything? You, you did anything? Nothing? No. Come on. Nothing? Oh. oh, I always thought that's what you did. I thought, isn't that what... Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. No, wait a second! Okay, now you can't retire from something you didn't do for money. Okay? You I didn't want to disrespect I didn't want to disrespect the fighters like that. And I'm, I'm, also, I'm also retiring from uh, miniature trains. I'm not gonna do miniature I'm retiring from miniature trains. I'm done with Connect um, Four. <laughs> <laughs> also I'm, I'm retiring from pottery. Play, uh, I'm, I'm retiring from Legos. Watercolors. Playing I'm Frogger. Reti- I'm retiring from going to Toys R Us. <laughs> Wait, so okay. Oh, so fuck, man. Now is, is, is your fiance, did she make you retire? No, not at all. Okay. She I was think actually, she likes it when he leaves the house. <laughs> all right. She was actually um, pretty surprised. All right. Now, why, why are you? Yeah. What? What? what what's it's the? It's just not fun anymore. Yeah. It's not fun anymore. The UFC is completely like. Uh, what, what was the last one? Two twenty-seven. Yeah. So the hotel was downtown on like a main street, <laughs> and I had to stay on the curb, like away from the hotel, because UFC security won't let us in the hotel anymore. Ah. Uh. Um, Bellator, I was supposed to go. Up Maybe to it's because of people like you. Or you and Actually, it's not. It's <laughs> not. The, the, no. the UFC officials told us there was one grapher who found out Paige Van Zandt's room and actually tried to go up. Yeah. Knocked but, on but the door. But you were in someone's room at the time when they were cutting weight, though, right? Were you helping them cut Brian weight? Brian Ortega's coach brought me in to his room to give him the image that I had printed for him. Yeah. The only one's room that I've ever been in that was actually cutting was Bubba, and he lost. So I take complete fucking well it's hard to teach someone how to have Crohn's so 
<laughs> wow. All right. Okay. So you're retired. You know, have more free time now, right? Uh, I mean, I'm at the shop a lot. But you spent a lot of money doing this. Like you would f- go out to Vegas, oh, put I've yourself spent, up. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars over the last. But I've been doing this for seven years. Now, where are these autographs and all the stuff that you get? They're on my wall. The only thing that I've done for autographs in the last year and a half when I actually started doing autographs was the images that like you, you were also getting and, hired by people to do this for them. I know like Sean, like right people hired you. We can't talk about that. No <laughs> okay. comment. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, uh, I, I actually have a no, major announcement. All on my wall. I have a major announcement. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm retiring from making omelets. I, wow. I've been doing it for a long time. I'm retiring I from having. I've, I've spent thousands. I'm no longer having gay sex. Uh, I never did it. But, uh, <laughs> didn't say that about my dad. But you're retiring. I'm retired. There was a but guy, you were paid for it a couple times. There was a guy. There was a guy last night at the show. This gay. I mean. So that's a legitimate retirement. It was a flaming gay black dude who was like, uh, and and then his uh, well, hot lesbian. They were together, and then Love he came it. in to watch music, but they just warned him to the dime bar. Right. And I was like, oh, so, uh, I was like, oh, so, you know, you're looking for the, you know, uh, some cock tonight? He's like, no, I'm looking for some ass. He's like, I'm a top. Like he got like, and wow. then, oh, oh, all right. He was, <laughs> but then his, and then he got up to walk. I'm not a cocksucker. I'm a butt fucker. <laughs> Get it right, asshole. I'd like to announce I'm retiring from cocksucking. Uh, I'm exclusively buttfucking from now on. But then when he was leaving, he had like the skin- <laughs> he, had, he had like the skinniest ass I've ever seen. Like it was like skinny jeans. I'm like, oh, now I see why you're. I mean, that would fucking hurt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, yeah. Whenever I see like a gay, uh, I would see gay couples sometimes, like a black guy and an Asian guy. Yeah. And I'm always like, hopefully Ooh. the Asian dude's on top. Because no, he's taking it. He's taking really? a beating. Yeah. You think he's, so? Getting turned into a windsock. <laughs> What? A windsock? A windsock. <laughs> what the fuck is a windsock? Oh the thing on the football Listen, field I got a major field. announcement. I'm retiring from the windsock. <laughs> I'm no longer going to make windsocks. No, I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's why I'm retiring. Nobody buys them anymore. Nobody knows what it is. So I, listen, and I want those of you who know what it is, who enjoyed that joke, to please tweet at him. Let him know that that's a good joke. Thank you, Joe Jaggy. Yeah, you're on it. Uh, Michael John, <laughs> by the way, Joe Jaggy sent me a, a lot of our fans sent me nice uh, froggy MMA, and Joe Jaggy sent me uh, gifts from, from like my, my, like my, my child. Like, how sweet, like, just nice gifts for my child. Like, and CBD also. Uh, so that I want to say thank, nice. thank you. So so nice. CB got you a gift for your kid. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's your makeup kit. Sometimes I go to uh, I go to oh, show. Good for his wedding too, motherfucker. Did uh, you just took was, a little it while? It was a couple. You didn't show up, <laughs> but let's. That's, that's so it's all even out now. Is what I'm saying. It's all even out. I'll tell it's you. It's all even out now. We can all go to the wedding on the road. Fans of the show give me baby gifts, and it's super sweet. And that, most of them awesome. don't even know you have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> they're get, actually just for you. I get more excited for the baby gifts than I've ever got for a gift of my own. I'm yeah. always like, I don't know, something really nice about that. I was like, in Scottsdale a few weeks ago, and I met up with uh, Aaron from Love MMA Apparel, yes. which is what I'm wearing right now. I like that. Um, went over to his house, hung out there, and he hooked me up with some free T-shirts, too, yeah, just we to have, promote we, the brand. And we may not have the most fans, but we have the most We've got fans. awesome fans. We Team Roasted, let me just put this out there real quick, and I, it'll just take me a second. Please don't make jokes of this because it's something near and dear to my Should heart. Should we make jokes first? Are you retiring no. with this? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> um, I just want to thank the Roasted Nation, everybody on Twitter. Um, unfortunately, I received bad news a couple weeks ago. Oh, right, yes, yes. Um, a family member has been diagnosed with cancer and they have about six months or less to live. I didn't put it out on Twitter, 
But I did put out that I got bad news, and I just want to thank everyone. Team Roasted, um, the Roasted fans, everybody for, for, you know, the support and the appreciation. And just, you know, you guys came out and really helped me out. You've helped me, you know, get through the last week or so. And I just, I greatly appreciate it, man, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this support system. I wouldn't have, you know the followers and, and everything if it wasn't for MMA Roasted. So Adam, Greg, all the co-hosts, everything. I just want to thank everybody. Thank you so much. No it's problem. been a rough time. And uh, I appreciate you all. I love you all. Thank you. We love you too, CV. Yeah, man. You're a good kid. Right. The thing, through this man, rough time, you managed to get your hair tips done. <laughs> No, my, it's been I mean, gone for months, dude. <laughs> I'm just messing. He's retired. He's even less He's retired. He's really And really. I even got to go. I got to take Wait, my girl to see Greg's show. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was fucking dot. She told me after the show, she goes, the onion ring was the funniest thing he fucking did. <laughs> the onion ring was the greatest <laughs> fucking do? thing. I started eating somebody's onion ring. He literally just grabbed an onion ring from this dude's. And to, to be honest, the four of them looked even a little more psychotic than I do on totally, a normal yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah. They were pretty but, crazy. Yeah, she loved Loved your fucking set. The only one she hasn't seen now is Mr. Hunter. There you go. So I got to bring her either to the Dime or one of your one yeah. of the Laugh Factory shows. Yeah, Love but it. she. By the way, Greg, it's funny because like, so I've been putting up. So I, if you guys know this, I sold shows many times. I sold this show, Ambush Stand Up. I sold it to. <laughs> this is like Hollywood, right? I sold it to Fuel TV. Fuel TV went under. I, I changed the show around. You know, and they, but we shot a pilot. Then I yeah. sold it to another network. That network went under. We did another pilot. And now I have all this footage. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to put it out on Instagram. Put it out there. And people are loving it. It's I'm getting so such funny, dude. People. But I'm getting such good feedback from it. And now I have 10 more meetings now. And hopefully I'll sell it again. But there's one of you, Greg, where you, these people are having a picnic. And Greg runs up to them and goes, hey, Oh, ladies, yeah, the ladies. Yeah, you yeah. know, the secret, the secret is to suck some dick, right? And like, <laughs> just... Just completely ruins their fucking picnic. One lady's dying laughing. It's one, one of the lady, funniest yes. things I've ever seen in my life. And I wanted to put it up, but I was afraid with your new commercial. Yeah. That I was like, ah, like I, I don't want to put it up and then have someone go, hey, is this what? I know? appreciate that. Thank you very much. But, the but, fortune teller but, one. But, with but him should with I put it up? No. no. Yeah, yeah. But like, the no, just because everything's great. so sensitive these well, days. Wait till it stops airing. Exactly. When it stops airing, you post it. But yeah, thank you for that consideration. That's and unfortunately, it's, I hate that we have to view comedy in this light now. Yeah, yeah. But but it, it is one of those things where people will fire anybody to save their own ass. You know, anybody, you know, they take, you know, you know, it used to be like if they got, you know, they used to say with a network, if they got one letter, they would assume it was like thousands of people. Now it's one fucking tweet or one email and they're like, oh my God, we got to fire, you know, and so you lose jobs. And so I don't, I don't know, you know, I mean, ultimately, I don't know that many people know who I am from the commercial, but you know what I mean? It only takes one, apparently. One comic that you did better than or you bumped or something. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know. All right, so my question. Wait a minute, minute. So, what about, what is this? And maybe we cut this part out. I don't know. This whole Luis Gomez versus you thing, because, you know, we're all friends. Like, who started this? Nothing to do with Luis. So. Somebody online that is a fan of both just, of our Just shows, decided to say, what win? about... Who would win, right. Lewis or me, right? Because this like, thing's really taken off. Well, so here's what happened. So Lewis tweeted out, Adam would fucking kill me. He would make my face into, into you know, he would grind my face into horse meat or something, which is nice of him to say that, right? Uh, I, have, I have no problem with Lewis Gomez. Like, he's done my show plenty of times. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, it wasn't even about that. It was just who would win. And then I was like, fuck. Like, I don't even know. I mean, the guy's got... 40 pounds on me. He yeah. walked around at 220. 
Right. I walk around at 175, so it's probably even, that's, what's that, 45, 45 pounds on me. Yeah. And, uh, and he just had a fight, so he's just, he had already had a training camp. Uh, I probably, I'm sure I have the advantage of wrestling because everyone's like, it's going, people are going back and forth. He's totally. And I love the way that him being Puerto Rican somehow becomes a factor. You know, they're like, oh, no, I think that Puerto Rican uh, no, I started to- would take over. I'm like, what other fight has anyone been like? Well, I don't know. You know, he's from no, Philly. A lot of people were saying Adam's so- wrestling. Adam, well, I, of course, I have the wrestling advantage. Um, and uh, I think he does stand up, but I, I had to. But I'm not going to go. I'm 40 years old. I got a baby. I'm, I'm fighting diapers right now. And, yeah. and I'm not going to go step into a ring with anyone unless. I get like financially. What if they give you a million dollars? What if Joe Rogan? It's on. Raises a million bucks to make you fight Lewis tomorrow tonight. (laughs) What what time is it? We gotta do a full camp. We gotta get no. Fuck fuck that. I'll I'll go right now. Definitely, I'm helping you with the camp. I'm gonna be for a million bucks. One thousand percent. Okay. But like, I know for Ellis Mania, he got five hundred dollars. I heard. Uh, oh okay, and like, and that's what they'd wanted to do. I'm like, I'm not firing. Who did he fight at Ellis Mania? He fought some guy that has a podcast that he he won. Uh, it was a pretty. Uh, he won the first and third. The guy won in the second. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not fighting for five hundred dollars. I'd have to fuck because the amount of time it would take to have to go train. I'm not gonna go fight anyone unless I don't. Your gym bills I are more than five hundred. I'm going to win. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Train. Well, yeah, the size and weight differential. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, the guy, the guy had to cut to make 205. No. So he's 220, I'm 175. That's 45 pounds. That, that being said, I still think I have a good shot. But I'd have to really, you know, train. Yeah. I, I'd go and I, I would probably join Kenny Johnson's gym and uh, go to Black House and, and train three times a day. And uh, have to, I'm sure my fucking wife and kid are going to be happy about that. And, and Except for the million bucks part. Yeah, a million bucks. <laughs> Half a million, I'd I was gonna say, and there'd have to be like some kind of like, but if you lose, you get at least you know quarter million. Oh yeah, it's not a winner take all. Type yeah, thing. you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, for like some good money, I'd fight. Yeah, sixty six thirty three. For a million dollars, I'd fight GSP. You know, I I'd fight Brock Lesnar for a million bucks. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Well, that wouldn't take long. Fuck it, a million <laughs> bucks. Swat you one time. Okay, <laughs> fine. You know you what? Thank you, can I have that check I would, I would, I would do my best that I could. You know, for me, it'd be like standing. In in the red corner with the piss stain under him and the snot bubble running down his nose. The challenger. <laughs> there isn't anybody. There isn't anybody on this planet I wouldn't fight for a million dollars. Right. Honest. You know. But but if the fight Lewis goes for, for, for anybody for five hundred dollars, I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's no. Five hundred bucks. That's yeah. what do you? I mean, he clearly just wanted to fight. No, he didn't want to. No, no. What happened was he wants to fight a. Uh, he wants to fight a comic. His whole thing is like, from what I understand, is he's like, I want. Who, who in LA wants to fight me? So he, he called out like Tripoli. He called out Ari Shafir. He called out a bunch of guys, and and all of them are like, no, none of them Rogan. None of them. Yeah, he didn't he didn't call out Rogan, and he didn't call, he didn't call on me either. Somebody, yeah. somebody else made this, you know. And he th- he seems to think that I would win. He said Adam would fucking make my face into, which was nice for him to say, which is actually pretty big of him to say, you know. I mean, I that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's and that's cool because I was gonna say I'm like. There's no beef between these guys. No, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even respond. Because but I, I mean, I thought it was funny the way people really got into it as a concept. Well, people were, a lot of people had, like Adam would win because of wrestling. I mean, obviously he knows that's what I would go to as a wrestler. Sure. 100%. Like, it'd be my, but I'd have to like fight really smart. You fight a guy who has 45 pounds on you, you don't, I'm not going to go punch for punch with this guy. Fuck no. You know, I'd have to really, be, I'd have to really up my game jujitsu wise. 
I'd have to get my submission game fucking thing. I'd have to maybe try to take out his knees, you know, get my Muay Thai down. I'd have to really take it seriously. I'm not going to just step into the fucking thing unless it's a million bucks. And then tonight, I'm yeah, like, do it right it's, now. It's at 345. I'll, I'll be there. Podcast, podcast is over. All that's right, that's so, the ending of the dime tonight. Is yeah. Fuck that. For a million dollars. So, uh, but yeah, Michael Johnson versus Lobov. Uh, Johnson's just going to crush him. It's not going to be close. Uh, I, I don't. I did not like the substitution uh, of that fight. I liked the original fight, but so you yeah. know, our Tom Lovell is the guy that started the whole McGregor beef. He's the one that slapped Khabib's friend, slapped him, and then McGregor flew out, uh, right, and right. the dolly, and then cut to the Khabib fight. So he started all of this. And now his opponent got yanked because he's the one that was in that fight with uh, McGregor. Right, that's so right. Now they put in Michael Johnson. Who is is a far superior fighter? Yes, but he does make stupid mistakes. He's a guy that like can get caught. And it is at forty five, so Mike's still dropping that extra ten. Patrick Cummings, Misha Serkinov. Uh, I got uh, I got Misha. I got. Misha I don't know Serkinov. what happened to Cummings. Cummings was a fucking monster, and then just something. He, did, he did change camps though. He's Out in Alliance now in San Diego. So. Oh really? Yeah, he's he moved he. Uh, He's been training with A.J. Matthews and a lot of the guys down there, but A.J. was the one that brought him over. Um, so Cummins, I think the training is a lot better, but Sirkinov, that dude, I mean, I remember when he had a rear naked cho- or a neck crank on Alex Nicholson and he snapped his jaw, like completely just snapped it out of alignment, and that's what Yay. stopped the fight. Just from a neck crank, Sirkinov's a tough fucking dude. Yeah. Uh, Andre uh, Sukumtath. Suck it, math? Yeah, well, I, I called him suck at math, and then he told me I was racist. And I, 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 That's I, not racist, <laughs> though. <laughs> I'm not even calling him that That's again. It's a play on words. I know. So, uh, Gian Volante, Ed Herman. That's a fight I want to see. Uh, I, I, Volante. I hope Volante. But he's another guy that, like, would rather lose an exciting fight than win a boring fight. Yeah, but Ed which, hasn't been the same in a while, and Ed used to fight at 185. He's coming up to 205. Volante just throws heavy hands. I could definitely see him getting the knockout of the TKO in, in the first. And he's dating a very cute girl. I'm not going to say, but she's a very cute woman that we all know who's been on our podcast. By the way, I would uh, like to announce that I'm retiring from uh, fighting uh, before anybody starts trying to figure out who I should fight in the MMA podcasting world. I'm well, retiring. Well, I heard Flo got the best of you. That's on the right. Set. So I'm retiring from uh, all of the. I'm, I'm, I'm officially retired. All right, that's good. Uh, and, and listen, I retire undefeated. Well, someone who should retire is Bob Sapp, uh, <laughs> and he's going to call in right now. Bob, how's it going? Hey, how are you guys? Great to be back here on MMA Roast. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Congrats on winning well, your last fight. That was incredible. Absolutely a total mistake. I actually lost money. <laughs> cost you lost? Me, Wait, so cost you bet against first. yourself? I didn't, well, you know, I mean, when you're paid to, you know, <laughs> you've gone to. <laughs> right. That yeah. money flows. That money flows. <laughs> now, 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 Bob, um... <laughs> Now, you almost tapped out quickly. You got hit early, right. and it looked like you kind of were like thinking no, no, about No, no, no. People missed <laughs> I did tap. I tried to tap. They wouldn't let me out. <laughs> Apparently, when you're winning, they don't let you tap. I, <laughs> I thought all I had to do was tap on my water bottle. <laughs> so you were winning, and you tried to tap, but they wouldn't let you stop the fight? They wouldn't let me stop it. That's what happened. All right. <laughs> they said I had somebody in the trunk of my car in the uh, convention center parking lot. Got <laughs> it. No comment. 
some some kidnapping. <laughs> now, I, so ridiculous. You seem to always Hilarious. laugh at the wrong time. <laughs> stories. I don't know. It's just my, you know, the world's a funny place. <laughs> I've been hit a lot. <laughs> now, are you going to fight again? I plan to, yeah. If those checks keep coming, I say, why not? Hey, listen, as so long as my hand can make this tapping motion, I'm going to, I'll tell you, I continue to fight. That's right. Bob's up. <laughs> you fight Luis Gomez? Of course. Oh, but Luis Gomez, he'd kill me. I, I'm <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'd tap out immediately. Louis Gomez, I'd, 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 let's set it up. I'll take that check for what sure. What about Ween Dog? Oh, Ween Dog, oh, he's a monster in the ring. People, <laughs> <laughs> so powerful. Uh, I mean, I weigh about 138 pounds, but I fear him. <laughs> so, again, if my hand can go this moment, if I can just make that tapping sound, if I can wave you hello, I'll take your check. <laughs> now, uh, now, Sarah Morass is fighting Talita Bernardo. Uh, who do you like in this fight, Bob Sapp? Uh, definitely Bernardo. Why is that? Uh, the last name sounds good. All right. Well, well, <laughs> the other one I have in my trunk. Morass? Uh, yes. All right. Okay. Sarah Cheesecake. Sarah Cheesecake. Uh, she's actually, she wins fights. I, I would have bet Ashley Evans-Smith, 99 of 100 times would have won that fight. I couldn't believe that she beat Ashley Evans-Smith. I was shocked. Fucking shocked. Uh, but Morass, uh, she's always in fights. I mean, she's she's tough. She's a tough she girl. Had a long break too. I thought she had a, a while where she wasn't fighting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that could be I good like, and bad, right? I like the yeah. Nordine Taleb and Son Strickland fight. Why is that? I think it's a good fight. I think they're both really good stand-up guys. Um, Sean Strickland, I think I forgot. If, is he at Millennia now, or he went somewhere else? But Nordine's just a tough, tough dude. Can face pretty much anybody. I just I like the fight. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a war. <laughs> yeah, it probably it probably will be. Uh, it probably will be. The rest um, of these names on this card, most of them, I'm like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah, but it's gonna be a good card. I mean, yeah, I mean, those are usually the cards that are the best. Wow, ones. if you don't know who they are, Jesus. Well, one guy's name is Chris Chris Fishgold. Chris Fishgold. Yeah, I don't know who that I, is. I either. no clue. Was he on uh, the contender? Which or synagogue is he from? Not entirely sure. Maybe yeah. VBS. So, so uh, Brock Lesnar uh, could make a non-fighting appearance at UFC 230. Uh, is that what we're promoting now? People just showing up? Uh, I was going to say, what is uh, Dana White said. Well, he they could, did the same thing for 228. Wait, yeah, was what do you mean he could make a non-fighting appearance? That's so 26. weird. And I love that they're announcing that he could make. And yeah. not, like, like, wait a minute. So he's not even locked in to just walk in the room. Like, you can't even nail that down with this guy. Come on, man. Uh, what is happening? Yeah, what I kind don't... of announcement is that? Slow news. Actually, game. to be honest, go Dodgers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll be there because unless he takes a like an overnight private jet. Because November second, he's wrestling in Saudi Arabia. Really. Yeah, the WWE is doing a huge oh. event in Saudi Arabia, but since this whole thing, this debacle Saudi Arabia, happens, I've been there. You been there? Mm-mm. That's the one. I've never been scared to be in a place except for Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, I was there with, uh, you know, a show for the military and stuff. And they right, like, right. took us out to, like, the, the downtown. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not, not going to be here. And, you know, on top of, like, just hating pe- watching people in burkas, I'm sorry, it's 130 degrees out. You see people in burkas, and I know they'll say, well, they like it. They choose to be in burkas. Give them the choice. I, I-, I don't think people should be forced to be in burkas. I just- it just seems like it's really hot in there. And I, I-, I, just- I wouldn't want to be in a burka if I was a woman. And it just seems kind of just, I don't know. I-, I know maybe this is westernized form of thinking, but 
give them a choice. If you want to be in a burka, be in a burka. But, but that, it didn't like they have the choice to be out of burkas. But also, they uh, they have the religious police walking around, yeah, making sure that you obey the Quran. You know, so you have to really be careful. Like if you curse, well, this thing people forget that it is a religious state. And then we were we were driving to a place, and the, our our uh, tour guide was like, "Oh, that's Chop Chop Square." And uh, what's that? They go, oh, well, on every Monday night or something, they take people who got caught stealing and or caught whatever, and they chop off their arms in front of people. Like, like this is like their entertainment. Like, they, like there's vendors going, I, I lost my shirt with one arm selling T-shirts. I, I mean, it's, just, it's, a, a, it's insane that they have that. And then, uh, but then it's funny, the, the, the uh, military guys were, were telling us that, you know, there's all these Filipino um, nurses, a lot of hot Filipino nurses. And... Um, they're there uh, in Saudi Arabia, and they're always on, the, on like the base, the American base. And the guy's like, yeah, they come here for ABC. I'm like, what's that? He's like, alcohol, bacon, and cock. Because they can't get it anywhere else. Right, right. They can't get alcohol. They can't get bacon. Right, yeah. Cock, yeah. I mean, it's a monarchy. Yeah. You know, it's run by a king. Yes. That we give a fuck ton of money to. Yeah. But, I mean, it's an Islamic state. I mean, you know, and it's, it, you know, that's... But I've been in Islamic states before. Yeah. Uh, and have not been like, uh, like I've been in Bahrain before yeah. and I've been in uh, Oman and I've been in, um, I think is Abu Dhabi considered a, uh, I think it is. Yeah. And I've also been in the other place, uh, Dubai yeah. and I've never felt that kind of tension before where I'm like, shit, I could, this is, just- isn't Dubai one of those places that like everywhere else around it, you can't have alcohol and you can't have anything, but then like in Dubai and some places you still can. Oh, you could totally have alcohol. I and mean, people in England, they start partying at, at noon on Friday. That's the start of the weekend. Yeah. So people are wasted by one o'clock. I love it. And, uh, and Bahrain is where all these people come from other places because supposedly, I guess, Allah or someone, this is what I was told, aren't watching them so they could party their asses off in Bahrain. Oh, okay. walking to Bahrain in like a nightclub. So that's like the Vegas. They've like put all the garbage there. Yeah, and yeah. you go on to Bahrain and it's like, I guess because it's like. And I don't mean the people, I mean like just, you know, that's where you can go and party your dick off and do all the crazy sinful things that you don't want to do back at home. And, and right, hooker, hooker yeah. You know, like they grab your cock and go, hot dog, hot dog. And, and I'm like, and like they, that's the only. I'm sorry, what's the address? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm retiring from the United States. I, I I'm moving to Bahrain. Of, I got kicked out of a brothel in Bahrain. I went there with a couple. I go there. How do you get kicked out? <laughs> I'll tell you the story. So, I, I like. Were you graphing? I went to the. Uh, I went with a couple of the escorts back to the brothel because, like, oh, go back. I, I wasn't. I didn't want to buy sex. I just wanted to like see things. I was like, you know, early twenties. Well, I don't. I wasn't gonna have sex with, you know, who knows what. Yeah. So. Uh, I go and there's a bunch of soldiers living there, like soldiers that are like on their last year or just their girlfriends or the escorts in the brothel. Like there were just dudes walking around and it was back when MySpace first came out and I was trying to tell the girl, it was like, I think she was like a Filipino or Korean, like the prostitutes. I was trying to tell her that I was a comedian, but she didn't really understand it. So I was showing her my MySpace videos and, uh, and then I was trying to look up like the dictionary, like English to, uh, you know, Whatever they speak, and um, and then the the house mom came in and she's like, "If you know by sex, leave." And she kicked me out. So that was it. Yeah. <laughs> was well, she just bought some sex. 
Right? Looking back on it now. No, right? absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. But, but I was telling, I was showing her my Craig Kilborn set. I was so proud to show her my Craig Kilborn set. Yeah, that's nice. Yes. All right. So, uh, that being said, uh, what do you got coming up, CB? Anything fun? Um, this actually this Saturday is the concert I got tickets for my birthday to How the West was won in San Bernardino. Yeah, fine. Yeah. The game, Ice right? Cube, E Forty, yeah. the Dog Pound, uh, DJ Quick, Too Short, a bu- a bunch of acts. My girl got me a private VIP box. So we're going to Whoa, that. How it's, many extra people you get to bring for that? I honestly I only have two tickets, but I'm just hoping there's no, like, random people that get... You know, like, when you go to the Staples Center, if you have a box, there's, like, a bunch of people that you don't know that are Now, do you have to buy their flak jackets, or can you bring your own? <laughs> Did I ever tell you when I opened up for Too Short? No. Dude, I get booked in... Uh, Did I tell you a story? No. So I get booked in... Uh, where was it? Planet Gemini. Monterey, right? I just moved out to L.A. I was, like, excited to, like, feature. I was like, yes. You know, you, you're from New York. You don't really feature. I, I wasn't. I was yeah. just doing 20-minute sets for eight years. Like, yeah. I didn't even know what headlining was. I thought I had 45 minutes. I didn't have it. So I'm driving to Planet Gemini. And they're like, tonight, Planet Gemini on the radio. Tonight, too short. I'm like, fuck, I'm at Planet Gemini. Like, so I, I call up the place. I'm like, hey, is Too Short? They're like, yeah, we're at the comedy show. Oh, the comedy show will be before Too Short goes on. Oh, this sounds great, right? <laughs> so I get there. Well. I get there, and it's me and then D. Militant, right? Uh, funny, very funny black comedian, very angry at the time. So I get there, and no one's there for comedy. I mean, there's of not a not. No one even knows about comedy. It's all pe- people. That's just, the worst when people don't realize there's going to be comedy and are specifically not there for comedy. So I get there, and it's all like Oakland. It looked like this Oakland, very black, yeah. just like two short fans, right? Like sure. Just, so I start doing my set, and everyone's looking at me like, "What? This is the worst rapper ever! Like, what, what is going on?" So I start cursing. He's not even rhyming. So I start cursing after. I'm like, "Yeah, motherfucker!" Like after each joke, and then they were kind of laughing, sort of, right? And then D. Militant goes on. He does well. It's like 30 minutes about how white people suck, right? And and then it Too Short is supposed to go on, right? And it was right when he came out with the Blow the Whistle song, so he was sort of made like had a big. So he was in the limo, they told me, getting a blowjob, right? Good for him. So he didn't come out for like an hour and a half, right? It was like this place closed Ooh, at like geez, 1.30. That's get a it, long blowjob. I was going to say, fucking get it out of me and let's go. Yeah, how much time does he Jeez. have? So, the, the thing, so he goes on at like 1 in the morning. This thing's supposed to end at 2, right? So he goes on and the crowd's pissed at this point because they've been waiting through a fucking comedy show and this. And he's like, man, he does like three songs. And he says, you know what? This is all about getting paid. And they ain't paying me fucking shit for this fucking show. Fuck this. I'm not doing any more songs unless I get $5,000, right? It tries to like hold up the crowd. <laughs> so people are like passing around a bucket. And like, and, I, and I'm, I'm watching this. I'm seeing like $5 get pulled in. I'm like, I think he, there was like $37 at most coming. You know, people... Business cards were being put in there. I mean, they weren't fuck. So then he's like, man, fuck this. He goes, I want two sperm swallowers to blow me right now, right? So this fucking like huge white girl was like, I'll blow you. And jumps on stage and he looks at her and he says, I said sperm swallowers, not sperm whales. Right? And that was the, everyone went, oh. Yeah. So now like fucking everyone's mad. And she, she gets kicked off stage. He does like one more song and then they had to put the lights on. The show was over, right? So now the fuck, everyone's pissed. People just pay like good money. So like six brawls break out. Like just 
And I'm like behind the bar, like with my eyes up, watching all this. <laughs> like, like, You're like Wilson from fucking Home Improvement. Yeah, like bottles are being Good thrown. Good reference. And then like the owner has like her son is like fucking blood everywhere. That's it was just great. a fucking disaster, right? Cops get called, fire department. I, I show up the next day, right? And I'm like, what are they going to, what's going to happen? And the owner goes to me, hey man, let me talk to you. You were too dirty last night. Like, what? Yeah, like I was too dirty. Like not the fucking not the two hour intermission not, between your not the Rodney King riots. Not the, yeah, not the give me suck my dick on stage part. That was fine. Yeah, That's I too was, short. I was too That's dirty. Racist. Well, and that is the difference between being a name act and not being a name act. Name act, you get blowjobs like you know, I want a sperm, smile my dick on there. But you, you're too dirty. Yeah, I don't know. I got to save five hundred bucks somewhere. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was insane. You were too short <laughs> for a too short crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it was crazy. But, people, uh, man, yeah, people. But I mean, I was it was fun. I was like, you know, I had I had a good time there. But I was like, Jesus Christ. Listen, people. Okay, uh, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy, okay? It's an intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence, okay? It's a simple and intuitive. They have a clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way, all right? I want you guys to make money. When you make money, you're happier, okay? You're more successful, and everyone's just get a big smile on your face, all right? Listen, Robinhood's great. Their app has no commission fees, uh, and the other brokerages, they charge up to $10 for every trade. Not Robinhood. doesn't charge commission fees. Okay, and it's a, it's an easy design. It's easy to use, easy to understand charts and market data. You just place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. It's four taps. Okay, listen. You learn by doing. You can learn how to invest as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, and track favorite companies with personalized news news feed. Okay, and guess what? Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple. Ford or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Just sign up at mmaroasted.robinhood.com. That's mmaroasted.robinhood.com. Also, 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. I know I have. I started losing it at like 21. And the thing is, once you start to notice your hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep your hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Okay, we've all seen people with bad wigs or bad, uh, you know, stuff on the top of their head. And you're like, ah, dude, no good. No bueno. Well, how would you feel a year from now if it's business as usual up there? You'd be pretty happy. And do you want a bald spot to pop up or you want to do something about it first? Okay. Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? Go to 4 It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. I want you guys to have more hair, all right? I want to have more hair. Listen, uh, Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Uh, they, they give you well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. No waiting room, okay? It's easy. It's easy. Answer a few questions and a doctor will review and prescribe all kinds of stuff for you. Go to, all right. My, my, guess what? My listeners get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today. Right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash roasted. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash roasted. That's forhims.com slash roasted. That was one of the um, craziest times I had. Like, for some reason, comedy and music just... Unless you're Dave Chappelle, it's like Lauren Hill or Dave Chappelle and John Mayer. Like the block yeah. party. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to really 
like I remember I remember White Star. I remember White Star. They were like a big band for a second. They they him they saw me at some like club and they were like, Oh man, you're hilarious. We'd love to open for you. At the, we want you to open for us at the Viper Room. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be fucking great. This girls, it was Cisco Adler and like Shoyzy and all this like back in like this is like seven years ago, it was all these hot Orange County girls. It's gonna be fucking great. I get there. People think I'm the fucking sound guy. Uh, I, I go up after like three rappers and a musician, and I'm like, hey, so uh, people thought I was like testing the microphones. It, it could not have went worse. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, opening up for bands is fucking hard, man. I just, sometimes it's just, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Have, have you ever opened up for a band? Uh, yeah, a couple of times. You know, one of the, I mean, but it's always gone pretty well for me. I don't know why. I mean, I guess, you know, I'm kind of loud and aggressive and stuff like that. And so it kind of fits in. Like one of the biggest shows I've ever done was opening for Candlebox. Oh, really? In Seattle at the Tacoma Dome. They were really good, Candlebox. Yeah, they were really good. They put on a hell of a show. I was surprised. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I knew Candlebox, but, you know, and they had a couple big hits, you know. They were just like, they just came like, they were like right after the hair band, before the grunge. It was like Yeah, yeah kind of right in the middle, yeah. But they did great, man. They crushed it, and it was a big show. I don't know, you know, it was at least 10,000 people. Wow. So, but I had a great set. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just, like, you know, I remember uh, Nirvana used to, they, they loved Gilbert Gottfried. Mm-hmm. So he used to have him open for Nirvana. Really? And he would get booed off stage like, <laughs> every night. But they thought it was the funniest thing ever. So they just kept having him. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that was, and then One was, time I went to see Blink-182. And I'm looking at the lineup. And right before them is Fallon. And I'm like, who the fuck is this band Fallon? No, it was Jimmy Fallon. How'd he do? Terrible. And here's the other thing. I mean, well, because he, you know, he was an impressionist, but he was never a stand-up. Yeah. So he didn't have any material. Yeah. So what he did was he had like this little, uh, you know, one of those little um, troll dolls, right? Yeah. And so he was going to do impressions of like eight different songs all singing about the troll. Okay. Oh no. So, yeah. So he does that. He runs through all his impressions, and they're okay. They're okay, but it's not stand up right. per se. All right. So he does his set. Okay. So then Blink One Eight Two comes out, and they're doing their set, and they're rocking. And I'm like, the 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 guitar isn't on. Like the, you, it is not a part of the show. Yeah. Like you can hear the bass, you can hear the drums. No fucking. And there's only three instruments. Yeah. So with one third missing, like everything sounds fucked up and i'm like do they not realize that it's not on i'm like dude so finally someone comes out from the side after like two or three songs like hey man we gotta we gotta fucking fix this so they're out there you know those guys are goofballs right falling back right okay right because they're goofballs, and the guys the main guy who's there don't remember funny guy and he's out there kind of riffing with everybody and doing funny stuff and he he was going for a good 10 15 minutes and he still hadn't fixed the fucking sound on this guitar so he finally goes what are we doing we got one of the funniest guys in the world backstage let's bring him out so they bring jimmy fallon back out but he'd already done all possible material that he had so now he was i mean talk about the struggle he was just sinking like a stone uh what about uh you got uh uh, uh, like i mean it was so bad i mean don't get me wrong i was enjoying it exactly out of pure jealousy i was just enjoying it but i mean it just stunk because that was pretty cool to me like when when he i opened for him a couple times right before he got jimmy fallon show yeah i was back on the last comic standing and he would middle of the show tell everyone to 
vote for me on TV. Yeah. And he was really nice. But yeah. He, but he's like, he told me, he's like, dude, I, I have 15 minutes. He's like, he's like, you're a comedian. I'm not a comedian. Oh, sure, exactly. Like, he had some impressions and got on Saturday Night Live and blew up. So, I mean, great for him, you know. But, I mean, but yeah, he wasn't prepared for that moment at all. And so he just, it was wicked. It was a wicked death. Oh. Do you remember when he put out that music album and, like, the Hello. big hit was Idiot Boyfriend and he had a music video for it? Nah. Jessica, I. What's up? What's going on? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Oh, yeah? Is that what this is? Yeah, that's what this <laughs> is. How are you doing? Sometimes. <laughs> I'm not too bad. Just uh, uh, finished up with a long training day, but... Nice. Glad to be done with the day. Good, good, good. So I, we got to talk. I, I've, uh, I've been following you on Facebook and Twitter, and, and you're hilarious, but uh, are you okay? Like, what's going on? What do you mean? What makes what what makes me seem like I'm okay? Like I'm not okay. I, sometimes you're like people don't know how to take a joke. Everyone's getting offended. Everyone's a bunch of pussies, which I agree with all that shit. But uh, I'm just like, but I never know exactly what happened to lead up to that. You know, like so you know. I mean, it's I always love leaving cliffhangers. Um, and in that sense, so sometimes it's sometimes I I just see other people's drama and I comment on it and. It usually stirs up conversation, but all in all, I to answer your question, I am having the best time of my life, and I'm good, and I'm happy, and yeah, I mean, there's no issues with me other than the nonsense that we've all seen with the flyweight division. I mean, that's kind of disgusting and how that's been handled, but life is life is okay. Good, good, good. By the way, congrats on your last fight. You looked amazing over Jesse Jess. Uh, that was that was awesome. Uh, you you. Kick some butt. Jess Jess is a tough, very tough opponent. Uh, beat a lot of good girls. Uh, were you happy with how you fought in that fight? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like it was, um, you know, I, I think I feel like my my last two fights, Kalindra and Jessica, uh, were actually the toughest flyweight that I'm going to have to see. Um, you know, and, and nothing against Blonde Fighter or any of the other girls. But I feel like those two girls are, are somebody um, – well, more or less, Jesse Jess, that I'll see again in the in the future. I think that she uh, wasn't ready to adjust to all of my my different abilities of like you know using my wrestling, using my my kicks, using my strikes, using my cage ability, which is something I struggled at bantamweight to do because I was outsized. And you know now at this point, I feel like um, I kind of got a chip on my shoulder and. I feel like I'm, I'm using everything, and and th and that's what everyone saw in the in the Singapore fight. You know, it's my ability to. I'm sick of people saying like, "Oh, Jessica didn't do this. Jessica doesn't do that." Like, I I felt like it was kind of a. I wanted to show people I could go to Singapore with basically none of the the people that support me love me as well as you know my team, my my original you know like with my head part of my team being there. Yeah, no, I was I was I was super happy. Uh, now, but you've been fighting with like uh, Sahara Eubanks, right? So I didn't get that either. Sahara Eubanks all of a sudden became the number one contender. They were going to put her as, as the main event. Then now she's not. She's fighting Roxy. But what's up with you and Sahara? Okay. Let's, um, I'll, I'll, let's spill the, the juice. Let's give you the TMZ uh, yeah. aspect of it all. All right. <laughs> um, long story, long, to, to kind of update, I went and met with Ali. Right. I met with Ali um, because I've been managerless and I've been looking to meet with a manager. And, and, you know, after my last fight, you know, it's like all bets are off. Jessica's back at flyweight. 
I'm not losing. I'm winning a world title and kind of like, hey, you know, my career is about to take off. Kind of where it left off when I left Bellator to come to the UFC um, and left Flyweight. So I was like, you know what, it's, it's time to reach out to a manager, have someone, you know, help me out. So I did some digging. I seen that Ali was managing, you know, Sarge. And I, you know, me and Ali had talked about it. And we decided to go different ways. But leading up to that, I was like, hey, you know, like, that will probably be a fight that I'll take, you know, like that, that they'll end up offering us. He's like, you know, no, I don't think they will. Um, met with Mick after my last fight, got a new eight fight contract, which I, I haven't announced, but I, I did get a new eight fight deal. Very, I'm very happy nice. with the pay um, that I'm, I, the UFC gave me. Um, and they said to me, you know, you can have whoever you want. I said, well, I would like a title fight. And then that's when they came back with, no, um, you know, it's going to be Sarge. And I was like, well, I was trying to talk to Ali about managing me, but he manager manages her, and I don't want to fight somebody that's being managed by the same company. So we, again, decided not to. Well, a couple of weeks later, they called me, and they're like, hey, if you want to fight this year, it's got to be Sarge. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. I don't care. Fine. Put, let's do it. Contract came over. I signed the contract. And there was already some banter, obviously. Me calling her a cum dumpster didn't set well with her. Um, but also her calling me her baby and all that stuff doesn't, doesn't, didn't sit with me very well either. Right. So they, they sent over the contract. It was signed. And, you know, that, that, that was it as far as I was concerned. And, you know, you kind of know with UFC, like if you sign a contract and it's not posted out in like a week, you know that there's something else going on behind the behind you know scenes that we don't know about well i caught some wind that sajar was talking up in new york to my new york friends and they said hey we're hearing that sarge is, is coming off your fight they're actually going to give her a title shot and i was like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. um i was like no i that's not fair that wasn't the agreement me the ufc you know meaning all of the the powers above that help make these fights i was like you guys said that I could have her and then, you know, winner goes on to, you know, eventually get a title shot. So we started beefing back and forth. They basically just ripped up that contract and, you know, Dana, I messaged Dana and Mick both. And I was like, that's, that's unfair. You know, like you, like it's happening before with the page thing. And now, you know, this like, come on guys. Like I, I know I'm, I lost four losses at Bantamweight, but this is flyweight. And, I haven't lost a fly. I've only lost one flyweight out of 20 plus fights. Like, give me a little bit of credit. So, uh, yeah. So then they pull her off that, put her on the, the Madison Square Garden card. And then I'm like, well, where does that leave me? And they're like, we'll get you somebody. And I was like, well, anybody, you know, outside the top five doesn't make sense to me, you know, or, or benefit for my best of my career. And if I'm not, having a manager represent me, I should be able to say these things freely to you guys without being reprimanded or not given a fight. So then they came back uh, a week later and said, you know, how about Caitlin um, in Vegas on the 29th, which was originally when I was supposed to fight Sarge. And then we signed that fight. <laughs> we signed that fight for the 29th. And then they came back two weeks later and said, hey, can we move it up to Toronto so we have a backup fight? So... There it is in a nutshell. Okay, got it. Because I, I just I saw you beefing uh, with Sahara Eubanks. It was still kind of weird how they were giving her a. I mean, now they're kind of dicking her over because they told her she's going to get the main event. And now she's not. 
and she's getting rocks well, that's what she gets for not honoring her contract that's what she gets that's that's called in business that's like if you don't take the first egg and you think you got another one and you break it well you don't get the other one back you lost that so right. again i think that she's you know that's that's her that's her and her management's decision on how they how they do things if, if i were her i would have taken one more fight against me i'm going taking a fight against me is not good for anybody in the flyweight division but at least taking a fight and seeing if she could you know make flyweight again i mean it's all she hasn't made flyweight yet right you know since, since the show and i'm you know that's now, now, that was something I showed concern on with the UFC too, even previously to sign the fight. So uh, now, 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 what was it against um, Ali that you didn't? How, how come you don't want to sign without Ali? I just, you know, I'm listen. Like, would you want to share your wife? Would I want to share my wife? Do you want to share? No, yeah, absolutely not. You want no, to share your wife? No, All right. No. Well, I don't want to share my manager. That's such a that's a relationship that is supposed to be sacred and it's supposed to be trustworthy. How can I expect someone to have my best interest at heart when they're managing another girl within the same division? I mean, they, 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 they can't, there's no humanly possible way you can do that with two people. You just eventually get caught up or someone gets mad or someone gets jealous. That makes total sense. Now what happened with you and Sarah Kaufman? Oh, Sarah's just still butthurt from me beating her years ago and then testing positive for weed. Like, she's still butthurt. She just, like, I think she, like, went to Twitter to see if, like, someone, like, people actually, like, you know, test her name out. And then she just, like, then asked me to meet her to catch weight after I've already, you know, publicly said multiple times how good it feels to be back at the weight that I'm at and back where I feel like I'm supposed to be. She goes, let's have a catch weight, a catch weight fight. Like, that's, that's ignorant and that's stupid of her and that's, I mean, she throws her own title on Invicta. Like, quit barking up, you know, short trees because she's not going to go anywhere. And she's not even in the UFC, is she? Like, that's weird to also, right? She's not even in the UFC, is she? I had another girl say that to me, and it's, like, almost to the point that, like, we're, like, this whole Connor thing where, like, people think that they can go to Twitter and they're, like, they got 5,000 followers or 1,000 followers. Like, I'm going to go call out someone. Hopefully one of these fighters are having a bad day so they actually retort back to me or reply back to me with something and it causes some kind of media and all of a sudden now I'm media famous and I'm getting I'm getting high level fights like unfortunately like I had to tell another female fighter who called me out who's I don't even know if she's even a pro and I was like you know what earn your due get back and you know we'll see if you're here when I'm here then you could fight me until then you don't 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 be mad that I successfully made myself here and you just want to go to social media now, what I like about you Jessica is that you are you don't apologize for who you are. I, we, we've hung out before. We had a great time when we hung out in Cleveland. Uh, you were super sweet. You took me on your boat. I, I, I think I, I got like AIDS from that that like river. But but it was uh, it was super nice. Um, uh, we had a, uh, we had a, I, 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 we went to like some kind of river. And I'm like oh, this is so great. And people were like you didn't actually go in that river, did you? I'm like yeah, I jumped in the water. And they're like oh dude, that's like you're gonna get cancer. I'm like great. But we, and then we were like throwing a football back and forth. Dude, she was throwing perfect spirals. I threw like nice. not even like a girl. Like I mean like I, I was like a like a two year old throwing a football. It was it was. And then at the time I felt fat, so I was keeping my shirt on. I was like the fat kid in like the pool. And, and she's got like a fucking twelve pack. It was. A, I never felt more emasculated. She she didn't. It wasn't her fault. It was all me. But. What I like about you, Jess, is that you seem like you're coming into your own. And uh, 
And you're, you're not, you're not like when I first met you, you were kind of shy. I remember you, you, you came on the podcast. You said that you weren't going to sleep with anyone from Cleveland because you didn't want anyone telling anyone they could sleep with you. But now it seems like you're just like, fuck it. I am who I am. And like, for, I'm looking at a picture of you right now in Singapore. You're, you're butt naked. Uh, uh, and there's like hearts over your boobs. Uh, and, <laughs> like, you know what? I, I think I'm, I'm more confident, you know, and I came into UFC, you know, I, I've been I've been very sheltered by a lot of the men in my life. And I came to the UFC, um, you know, my dad passed away and like some things kind of got put to rest. I was able to feel like I get to come into the come into my own as a woman. And I feel comfortable now being who I am um, socially um, as well as internationally. And I feel like that's hard. And I feel like some people don't get a chance to kind of go through the growing pains. Unfortunately, I went through the worst growing pains. I lost four fights in a row. Kind of made me question who I was and what maybe I was projecting myself as. That, you know, this attitude that I feel I have has been the attitude I've always had. It's just how I was able to project it out. But, like, now who took that? I'm actually that? a really nice person. I just, I'm obviously, like, I, I feel like I, um, I was really scared to be who I was publicly because yeah. I was afraid I was going to get judged, and now I just don't give a shit. Now, who, who, who took that picture of you standing uh, with the heart over your boobs and the tattoo? Who took that? It's not. So it, it's kind of cool how that picture is because, like, people are like, who took it? I want to know. And they have the the real image. I'm behind a wall that is, uh... like, that's, uh, that, like, has that, like, kind of look to it. So right. nobody saw it. No one got to see me naked. No uh... no men. Only only my friends. that Only my girls that helped me. So Got it. Uh, until I... No. If I wipe some man up eventually one day, then then he'll get to be the one to talk about how good I look naked. No, no, I no, and I heard that like uh, I heard a story about you that there was a girl like hooking up with your man, so then you like went like five states over and like beat her up in the shower. Uh, but so now, who um is there? Uh, hello, I'm here. All right, I, I can take that part out if you want. All right, so um now. <laughs> so are, is there anyone that you're dating right now, or you have a boyfriend? What's going on? Um, you know, I, I'm not exclusive with anybody right now. There was someone that I was talking to and, you know, unfortunately I'm just, I'm not even interested in a relationship right now. I really am like, I'll feel the need as it's needed. Um, but I just want this world title. Like I, all I can think about is there's a thing that they always say with women too. Um, good D is a good is a distraction, and right now a good D that's in my life is a distraction. So right now I I don't want any distractions until I accomplish this one thing in my life. I've been spending all of my adult life doing, you know, and that's and that's fighting and getting towards where I, I set myself up for life. Well, that explains why my wife has ADD because uh, she gets my good D. All right, so so you're very distracted. So a good good dick is a distraction. Got it. All right, so that's uh, yeah. now um, you got a fight coming up. Uh, I, I like Caitlyn, uh, super cool girl. We've had her on the show before. Uh, this is gonna be now. She her main thing is karate. She was a karate champion. Uh, she's really good on her feet. Are we looking to take her down and grind? Now that you love wrestling so much, are we are we gonna try to beat it? Your boxing is amazing. Uh, what's the strategy here? What are we, what are we going to look for? You, you don't want to tell us, talk to us about the fight though. Well, Caitlin, you know, was really cool. Like me and Caitlin were both in Dallas when the title, um, or when the fight, when Nico and Valentino both fell through and 
me and her were both laughing and giggling the whole rest of the week. We were like, damn, dude, like, we wouldn't have went out and drank the night before had we known that this was going to happen. We'd be ready. Right. You know, like, we would have been ready. And I even told Sean that. I was out with Sean Shelby and those guys the night before, and I was like, damn it, I shouldn't have went and had a beer with you guys. I should have just stayed in my room, and I could have gotten just like, I'll cut weight and do it now. But, um, you know, Caitlin, um, she's she's a really cool girl, right? Like, she was, when I left Flyweight, she kind of, you know, was the, the CFFT organization was kind of the big premier organization. And she really took over the flyweight when, when I left. And I feel like she's done a great job and she's a great opponent. But I, I don't think that anywhere the fight goes that she's going to be ready for just my strength. If I stay on the outside and she tries to throw those karate kicks, I'm going to hit them down and come over with right hands. If she tries to avoid the takedown, I'm going to use feint. Um if she she tries to point me, I'm gonna bully. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna blast her with a double. I mean, I'll press her up against the cage and I'll grind her and I'll pull her down. I mean, I know that I think I've talked with you about it before. Or you didn't see some of my stuff. I know how big of a wrestling fan you are. I just fell in love with wrestling probably about a year and a half ago, and it's changed my whole game. It's my my mindset on wrestling has completely changed. I respect the absolute crap out of them and. I'm so glad that 13 years into my career or into training, you know, I'm 32. So it's like I started training when I was 19. I can, I can now say that I found something new to love in my game. That's made my striking, my kicking and my power just go up. I can't wait for this fight. Now she's very loud. Um, you watch her fight. She's always like, kia, kia, kia. now I think that that sometimes influences the judges. Are you going to be just as loud with your kicks? Listen, I, 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 ideally I'll be hitting her so hard that she won't have the wind to make that kind of Whoa. out of noise. And ah. if that's the case, if she's if I can't do that, believe me, my corner can be much louder than she is. So we know that's how the game goes, right? Like we've seen other corners do that where they try to persuade the judges, but I mean, one woman can't can't go up against my my three corners. So I, I know that. I can't wait for this fight now. You're from Cleveland. Uh, MGK uh, has been feuding with Eminem. Are you on Team MGK? Well, yes, I have to. That's my Cleveland boy. I mean, they're going to exile me if I'm on the wrong side of the freaking fence. But, no, I mean, I, I appreciate them for supporting me. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm always a hometown supporter. So, yeah, I, I got to go with MGK. That one song I was more hurt by g Easy. I'm a huge g Easy fan. I walked out to his last song and my last fight, like, G Easy is my favorite, and that's kind of where it came from. Like they wow. basically were like, "Just you on our side or G Easy side?" And I was like, "Well, I'm with you guys, but I fucking love G Easy. Yeah, no, I love him. Good. Now your one teammate got screwed so hard, which is Steve Miocic. Why he's not getting a rematch is insane to me. They're giving it to the Black Beast. Steve broke the record for heavyweight the defenses. He's amazing. He lost one fight. How pissed are for you? How's Steve doing? Um, you know, I think that Stipe, uh, you know, he's angry. You know, he's not happy about it. I mean, you guys have heard him, you know, on on the radio and stuff, you know, like every, you know, and on interviews and stuff like that. I mean, it's unfair. It, it stinks that, unfortunately, saying the right things at the right time, it's, it gets you, you know, all the good fights, and it gets it's all circumstantial, right? Like, it's be at the right place, right time, and you can do that, and unfortunately i i feel so bad for him because Stipe is probably one of the most incredible people in the world that the the world's gonna go on 
unknowing of that side of him, and it's and it stinks. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. He's a different thing. Any questions for the great Jessica I, Greg Wilson? Uh, no, it sounds like you know what you're doing. You know, you're keeping that D out of the way and uh, focusing on your fight game. Yes. Uh, I, <laughs> now, now, when you were on uh, that losing streak, was it because you were getting good D? No, I wasn't getting – that wasn't even – that would cause my life was – if I could erase a couple of years, you know, but it's always like that shoulda, coulda, woulda. I just was having a really crappy time in life. There's so many more things that are – behind and you peel back the layers so man no i'm i'm i have had good d and i had great training and life has just been great like it's good that the d was not the fault <laughs> it wasn't okay it wasn't the d it was okay good well listen i'm happy for you jessica i i'm always rooting for you i'm always a fan i can't wait for this fight december 8th in toronto i, I might be there i might doing i may be in toronto the night before doing a comedy show uh which i'll announce let's soon. go medical marijuana is out there now too so i mean why not yes it's gonna be a great time in life yes are you, uh, medicinal are you uh, marijuana i can't even say medical it's medicinal yeah are you a fan of medical marijuana Everybody will be laughing at your show, even when you're not funny. Wow! Wow! That that that, that really that really hurts. That's that's fucked up. That's like look, that's, I said a joke. Come on, of you course. gotta be proud of me for that. I, one hundred by by the roasted himself. Yes, of course, of course. Well, listen, Jessica, thank you for being on the podcast. Have a great upcoming week. You're the best. Thanks, you guys rock. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, that was Jessica. I sweetheart, she's a cool chick. You know, Greg, that's a yeah. that, that's a cool Cleveland girl. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, she, it's great. There's a little bit of news. I don't know if we're going to our next call right now, but there's we don't, a little bit, little bit of news that I'm actually uh, interested in hearing your take on. I don't know if you've seen it, but is it heavy great? rumors that Askren's coming to the UFC. According to him, it's 98%. Yeah, that's what I was seeing, that he's like close to signing. Ariel said it's not 100 yet, but they're close. Well, I think he wants to fight the one, in 165. Uh, he wants to be the one. Would he fight Tyron? No. Because I know they trained you. So he won't take a title shot at 170 if Tyron's champ? No, I don't think he would fight with Tyron. And think, does he go at 170 or does he go back to 185? I think he wants to fight 165. Uh, that's what if his, that's, that's not a division? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's just on the I sidelines? Know. I don't know. But you know what he, yeah, it's crazy though. I'm looking forward to it though. I, I, I hope he does. And uh, you know, that's probably the biggest name most accomplished name as well that like has never made it over. And it was always Dana's throwing such a fit about it. Yeah. And it's like, if you, if you want to put this at the Super Bowl of MMA, you need to have the best names in the world. You need to get rid of these little biased and like allow certain people in and ask her. And I mean, in my opinion has to be number one. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, you know me, I'm the biggest Askren fan there is. Yeah. Big I'd love fan. to see him in the UFC and, you know, prove himself, stay undefeated and, you know, really fight the best guys in the world because how many more guys are there in one FC for him to fight? But I, my only fear is that he's past his prime. That's the only, yeah, that was the only like con I mean, that he's came like to mind. 36, 37. I just, I just worry that we, we didn't see the best of Ben Askren. Uh, but who knows? I mean, he takes very good care of himself. He doesn't do drugs, doesn't drink, doesn't fuck around, doesn't do steroids. He's never really been, never been hurt. I don't think he's ever been rocked. Uh, so maybe, you know, even this version of Ben Askren is just as good. I mean, he's a smart guy. I mean, imagine if they, if they did like him and GSP as a super fight. I think he beats GSP. I, I think he does too, but I think that's a major sell. But GSP has been taking a lot of damage. He is. He Askren is. They're, they've both been around for a while. 
But yeah. I think that that's a phenomenal matchup. GSP is one of those guys that people just want to see fight. Of course. Yeah. You know, they just, I mean, like he disappeared before people were sick of him. Four years. You know, yeah. And then he barely came back. I mean, people want to see him fight. He's a class act. Yeah. I think he's got really bad anxiety, honestly. Like he says, I think he, he get he has, like, I think he has terrible OCD. If I had to put a, a finger on it, because he like, and I, and I think that's he doesn't like having to go through all that fighting. Fight, it's a big toll on him, you know. Well, I think also when he was the champ and like the best in the world, I'm sure there were a lot less hoops he had to go through. He kind of would dictate his schedule, dictate you know what he was doing. And now it's you know you're out four years. You're not really in a position to be making demands. You don't think it's just fear of being injured again? No, I think he would say like he couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep at night because the pain. But I don't, but I don't think it's that. I, I just think he's got some uh, some hangups, you know, anxiety and uh, depression and all kinds of stuff. And hmm. and I think that's what makes him so human and so yeah. and so, uh, you know, sympathetic and apathetic. And he's a good dude. Like you, he's a really really good guy. I mean, the only time he's ever really fucked up in his career is when he's lost the title to Matt Hughes. No, to uh, Matt Sarah. When he said he, that he was partying before, not taking it seriously, but going out clubbing. He got a bag next fight. I mean, that was a fucking beat down and a half. Yeah. He got a bag next fight. I mean, GSP, GSP is they made that fight in in Toronto too or it was in Canada. Like Sarah won the title. They should have had it like a Long Island. I mean, he, Even Sarah, Sarah was like, I don't know if I'm making it Sarah out of this building. Wa- Sarah walked into the wolves on that one. Oh my god. You know, and and he he he, he won it. I mean, they were like giving it back to say, but anyway. If so, I remember uh, correctly, they had they needed security to get Sarah out of that. He was building. calling him Frenchy and making all those jokes, and you know, which today is like light compared to oh the things god. people say now. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other night that was like, "You don't like Connor should have never said those things about Kobe's family and you know the Chechens and all that stuff." And I think that lit a fuel under Kobe's ass, and like even more so than he was already ready. I mean, unfortunately, in this day and age. People can critique all they want, but I feel like trash talk in MMA, like almost nothing is off limits. Nah, but it's a different culture when you. I think there's a lot of things. I think there's one thing we learned from the from the Khabib McGregor fight is that there are definitely some things that are off limits. People still don't like Ferguson for what he said about didn't he make fun of someone's dead father on Ultimate Fighter or something? Something happened and like it was. No, I remember. I remember Koscheck and and Bobby Southworth in the first season were like, "Leaving you're a fatherless bastard," and then they fucking hosed him in the sleeping bag, and that started that put Lieben in the hospital. But yeah, there is stuff that's off limits, and especially when you're dealing with people from Dagestan or other cultures, where just it's not, you know, it's different. Like we even with GSP and Matt Sarah, it's an American and a Canadian. So we kind of westernized. We're we're, we're right, we're shit talking. We understand shit talking is one thing. But when you're talking to a Muslim country, <laughs> or and uh, half of Russia is coming to yeah, see. Uh, we, people are gonna tell me Dagestan is not a Muslim country. You know what I'm trying to say, okay? <laughs> uh, so uh, this Wednesday night, tomorrow night, I'm at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach, uh, and then um, at the Ice House on uh, Thursday night in Pasadena. If you live in Oklahoma, Miami, Oklahoma, I'm at the Looney Bin Saloon. Yeah, uh, this Friday and Saturday, the Casablanca Resort Casino, November second, um, and then at the end of the year, I'm at the L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere. Also, people, if you buy stuff on Amazon, go to AdamHunter.com first, then click on the Amazon link, and then buy whatever you want. 
What do you got, uh, CB? I got the concert this weekend, How the West Was Won. Other than that, just working at the tattoo shop. Uh, Graffiti Palace Tattoo, North Hollywood, 4427 Lancashire. Uh, if you're an artist in the SoCal area and you're looking for work, if you got a little bit of a following or a big following, more than welcome to come uh, check out the shop, show us your work. And uh, we've, got an open, we've got a station open. And uh, that's, comforting. That's, right, uh, that's it. Just uh, trying to spend as much time with my family as possible right now and traveling a little bit. Greg, what do you got coming up? Uh, Saturday night, the Down and Dirty at the Ha Cafe. I'm telling you, it's so funny. Again? Whenever, yeah. Nice. Whenever they promote it as just a, the late show, there's like, oh, you know, not a crowd at all, like 12, 15 people. But then we make it the Down and Dirty, and there's like 40 people. Like, it does so much better when it's the Down and Dirty show. It's really great, I think, because people are like, oh, okay, well, we know what we're getting. Yeah, Especially because they're promoting me as the host and everything. I mean, it was that was twice as good as it had been the week before. Nice. So, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't so, a Greg, you're also one of the best comics in the country. Thanks, buddy. I, you know, coming. there's sometimes this business makes you wonder if you even belong, you know? I know, yeah. it's the truth, though, man. So, thank you, brother. I appreciate and that. You, you got, know I feel uh, the same. And I've seen almost every comic in this country. <laughs> and and you got fantasy football. Yeah, Fantasy Football Harsh Reality. My podcast, uh, find it on SoundCloud, Fantasy Football Harsh Reality. Look that up. Or if you follow me on Twitter, I post it always on Twitter as well. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Jessica. I, uh, let's go Dodgers. Go Dodgers.